You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Illinois basketball is on quite a recruiting role. So let's talk about another kind of big-time commitment, shall we? And another one from a Clark brother. Man, this uh, relationship between Tim Anderson and the Clark family is paying off. I'm Jeremy Warner. He's Joey Wagner. Welcome into the Illini Enquirer podcast. Uh, we don't have Derek Piper on on this one. Baby Piper's not arrived as of yet, Joey, but uh, we don't want Derek in a podcast when his wife is like, oh, we got to go to the hospital. So we'll, we'll let him uh, take this one off. We only want him to do that if it's if he's podcasting from the hospital. We we don't want this at home. We, we need this at the hospital for him to for him to podcast with pins and needles, man. I'm excited for him. Yeah, I can't wait to, uh, for for Baby Piper to arrive and uh, good luck to Haley and uh, Derek through all of that. But we got some news to talk about here, Joey. Uh, an arrival of Baby Clark uh, to Illinois basketball here is. Uh, Zakaya, he goes by ZZ, it appears, uh, commits to Illinois. And basically, it sounds like he told Travis Branham, uh, he's known he's wanted to do this for a while, but uh, he wanted his brother to go ahead and, and be the first one to commit. But two Clark brothers joining the program uh, this month. What a, a big coup for Illinois to get both these guys. We don't know as much about ZZ as a prospect, obviously, because he's younger, but uh, he's got offers from Kansas, Vanderbilt, Arizona State, DePaul, Creighton, uh, a, a nice slew, Washington, a, a, of high major offers this early in the process. I know you talked with ZZ in person, uh, but it certainly looks the part of a high major guard that, if you want to focus on this, Joey, you think of you lose Trent Frazier, you lose DeMonte Williams, you lose Io DeSumo, Andre Corbell, Adam Miller, and now you're talking about Jade Knapps, Sky Clark, Sincere Harris, and down the line in a couple of years, ZZ Clark is already in the queue of coming into the program. I think of all those, uh, me and Derek talk about all the time, John Gross years of struggling to land league guards, that is not a problem for Illinois basketball for the long term. No, it's not. And Brad Underwood, he's got a pitch, and we've talked about this, it's funny because we've talked about this so much like when Illinois gets that NBA pipeline and starts to get that like it'll matter and it's not the pipeline yet but the one guy sure matters a heck of a lot in Iota Sumu and the way that Brad Underwood allowed him to thrive helped him thrive with his coaching staff I know those guys are gone but the, the fundamentals of how Brad wants to use guards hasn't changed and and talking to ZZ look man I would guess I probably kind of dropped the ball a little bit looking back but talking to ZZ on Thursday, I thought, I, I think I messaged uh, you and Derek, and I'm like, I, it seems pretty good for Illinois, man. Like, so I think he might, he might be soon. You didn't go, hey, dude, you're going to commit? Can, can I get the scoop? You didn't do that whole thing? I didn't because I'm like, this dude's still a sophomore in high school. Like, I, yeah, I always think of like early commits like him and Merez as the exception, not the rule. So it wasn't even in my mind. I just know I left, and I thought, well, that's, it feels pretty good if you're Illinois. Like, that sounds, like he's interested and you're right we don't know as much about him jeremy but physically he looks good I mean, he looks strong muscular you know he's tall enough you know we will see how this all plays out on you know over the circuit in the next few years but the, there's a reason he had those offers jeremy and those offers don't lie and illinois 
getting this 2024 class built on April 18, 2022, man. It's, uh, it's a different world right now. Yeah, I asked uh, Travis Brand, who's seen ZZ, uh, what he thought uh, of him so far. And, you know, it's a little bland at the moment, but ZZ is a skilled combo guard prospect with a sturdy build and at his best when attacking the rim. He can make shots from three, has some shiftiness with the basketball, and is strong and can play through contact. He's also a talented passer with feel and vision, but it's an area for him to continue growing and expanding. You know, sophomore, sometimes you, you take a little bit of a risk, roll of the dice, but I think you see him already doing really well at some good programs he played with his brother at Ensworth in Nashville for what 12 games before they opted out for COVID then he goes to Windermere Prep down in Florida which is a really good program as well average double digit points there uh, six and a half rebounds four and a half assists so you know he's, he's producing against some top level talent and you'd expect that uh, to only increase so is he going to be as highly ranked as Sky uh, I don't know but certainly seems like he's going to be a four star prospect right and, and do you add that to what you already have at guard, and that's pretty impressive. You mentioned it, Joey. Uh, Illinois basketball has not gotten this head start of a class since I would say Tracy Abrams, uh, you know, Jeremy Richmond, that era about 10 years ago when, when guys were always committing as freshmen and sophomores. That has not been the case here. It's been more like what Sky Clark does, uh, waiting till the spring, or, you know, even like a Ty Rogers waits until early in the fall to, to make their commitments to get two guys of the caliber and offer list of Marez Johnson uh, and now ZZ Clark is a heck of a start. And um, we'll get into Tim Anderson here in a little bit, but both those guys led by Tim Anderson. But Marez Johnson at the four is a top 40 prospect. He's got some Musa Diabate to his game where he's just this long athletic guy with a great motor, can be great defensively. And then you add another league guard. Um, 2024, as Derek wrote today, is going to be a big class, right? Just like 2022. So to get that head start, that looks like it's going to be another highly ranked class. But to have that already is huge. And the other thing I take away from that, Joey, is, as you were saying, Illinois now to this generation of prospect, like coming through is a good program is is a winning program that can produce a pro like I would assume like ZZ has probably not been watching college basketball all that long but in that time Illinois has been good and so happens one of the players he really likes is I would assume so you're starting to get rid of that era where Illinois basketball wasn't all that good to the first group of players that Brad Underwood was recruiting now you're a winning program and what can you do when you're a winning program, you can sign a top 10 class like you have this class, and, oh, you can get a great start in a future class as well. Yeah, I also want to point out with ZZ, and you touched it. We don't know what his ranking Like, I, I think us sitting here saying, like, he's going to end up here or there, that's just not responsible, I think, probably on our end. I think to your point, will he end up a four-star? I would think that's that's probably in line. So, by the way, ho-hum, another four-star to Illinois. Like, this is, this is becoming the rule, not the exception at this point. Right, even if we're talking, like uh, – 80 through 120 or something like if he's in that range which i think would probably be a safe bet at, at this point like that's a pretty good player <laughs> that's a that's a really good prospect you're adding that five years ago fans would have thought oh this is our star like this is this is uh, yeah. a this is a nice piece you have lined up for two years from now yeah and i also want to point out and just in talking to sky and you kind of know how that family at least how sky is wired in terms of going to rehab the day after. So, I mean, just like the, the work ethic. I asked Zizi, I said, well, what's it like to see your brother 
you know, kind of to try to model a little bit of what he does. And he said, I learned everything from him. Having a big brother like him, I just model everything I do after him. It makes it easier. If your sophomore right now in high school is modeling work ethic wise off of Sky Clark, again, we don't know where it's going to end up, but that's a pretty safe path to follow uh, for a player. And you know, we'll see how it all shakes out. But yeah, man, this is this this is a really good point, Jeremy. Like wherever, even if he ends up in that, you know, 80 to 100 mix, that's a really good player. Like that, that's a good player. It's, it's, it's really amazing. Think of where we were when we were podcasting a year ago. <laughs> and it was like, oh no, like you had to double check to make sure the sky was still up in the air. Like it was, there was some fair questions around how this was all going to get rebuilt with Brad Underwood and what he's done is this yeah. and he hired a really good staff with really good connections and it's paying off in the recruiting world and on the basketball court if you're tim anderson's agent do you knock on josh whitman's door today <laughs> like i mean why not just walk in they're not gonna throw you out he was worth the wait right like uh i know the whole alan huss deal maybe illinois and creighton ended up uh both uh positively after that but tim anderson man in his first what are we saying? Nine months here. Um, as long as, as Haley Piper has been pregnant, has landed, <laughs> has now landed Merez Johnson, the Clark brothers and Ty Rogers. Uh, this guy is connected. This guy is really connected. And it's not just Chicago. Uh, he is connected everywhere due to his, you know, days training people, but also just seems like he's a very respected person in basketball circles and seem to work out coaching wise as well. You know, Chester did a great job starting this class with Jaden Epps and sincere Harris. And I kind of said, like wrote this the other day, he kind of was the guy that just said, Hey, it's going to be okay by landing those two guys. And then Tim Anderson just comes and puts that class over the top and Hey, gets a start on class of 2024 as well. So I think what he, he was number five in the class of 2022 recruiting rankings. Chester was at number nine. Uh, you know, and Jeff's done a really good job. Jeff Alexander's done a really good job of, you know, recruiting some of the guys in Illinois Wolves. Illinois didn't end up pushing for the Fears brothers, especially Jeremy Fears, but, you know, Jeff's done a good job setting them up. So the staff looks like it's got the it factor in recruiting as well. Yeah, no doubt it does, man. And <laughs> just hearing the way that the, at least the Clark family talked about Tim, I mean, I think Kenny Clark said blood wouldn't make us any close. I mean, that's just, that's a great quote, number one. We need to talk to Kenny Clark moving forward but yeah it's the I, man I almost forgot about the weight you know like I almost forgot what it was last summer where Brad didn't seem bothered at all by he had his feet up knowing what was what was coming in uh had a pocket ace season. apparently <laughs> man it's um it's really impressive run here like not even just this week this last month this run dating back to when they put this all together, Chester, wasn't it July 4th for Sincere? July 3rd? Yeah. Maybe July 3rd, early in the morning, he, he came on. I think he was the first one, if I'm not mistaken, right? And then, or maybe Epps was the first. I don't remember. It's all, but man, like it happened quick and often. And, and now you're right. Like the, the perception of Illinois as a team that's good, successful, winning, and at their best, and I understand this wasn't always the case last season, they're fun to watch with the way that they trust their guards to do things and to get out and run and be active in transition. That's that's 
that's an attractive pitch if, if you're a coaching staff trying to get guards. And I think you've seen that play out in the way that they've landed some of these guys. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. So, Joey, there are four prospects in the class of 2024 committed. Illinois has two of them. So, hey, what are we doing in 2023? Come on, Illinois. You're, you're slacking there. It will be interesting, right? Like 2023 seems like it's going to be a smaller class uh, given what you have. Now that can change uh, with attrition, whatever they add in the transfer portal as well. I think they'd love to add somebody who can be here for multiple years in, in the transfer portal at guard, but – uh, I would say they can probably be pretty picky with what they're looking at in 23, given what they have in 22. I think all of those guys are multi-year guys, most likely, especially with Sky coming back from an injury. 2024, you kind of got your four. You got a guard as well. So it doesn't seem like guard's going to be a huge need in that class. Uh, you do need a big, and, and that seems like it's going to be the most important piece, uh, but also uh, a wing who can shoot. You can always use more shooters. R.J. Melendez and Luke Goody are probably the go-to guys there along with the guards, but getting another wing shooter would be important, and it seems like um, you know for the, for the long term, we'll see who that is in 2023. But in 24, man, uh, Nodris... Idrisaitis uh, is is the most important guy out of Lamont there. James Brown, a center uh, in the 2024 class as well. But it's going to be really interesting to see who the top targets become in the class of 2023. It seems like Xavier Booker and Jazz Gardner are, are the top go-to centers there. Those are very uh, highly ranked, uh, highly recruited guys, top 100 guys. They've also shown a lot of interest in Akeel Watson, Devin Royal, two wings. Um, so just be interesting, uh, Joey, to see where they kind of focus on in 2023. But it seems like definitely a big and, and potentially another front court piece on the wing. Yeah, I think you start looking at whenever it comes post-Kofi life, and will that be this coming year? Will it be the following? We don't know. Uh, but I think that is going to – you know, you're going to have to replace him. And, and I say replace him, I don't mean – I mean, you don't, right? He's going to be—he's one of the best players to walk through this program. But you're going to have to to get a big man. And what do they look for in a big man? I don't know. It seems like they very much like the the shooting, the handling, the passing—you know, the, the quote unquote modern big man. Um, I, I, I've been meaning to ask Brad about this, Jamie. If you also look at wings, I just keep going back to that weird, quiet Indianapolis game against Baylor. That, that national championship Baylor team. And I keep wondering how many times Brad replays that team in his head in terms of what they were able to do. Like that just feels like the blueprint's probably not the right word, but they have a lot of pieces that I think Brad is interested in. And you've seen him start to build that. You saw it like last year, the, the class of 2021 was the wing class, right? Yeah. 
Again, you saw them go out and they got some wings. Now this is the guard class, for a lack of better terms, plus Ty Rogers, who kind of plays like a guard a little bit at times. So, you know, then I think 23 makes sense to be a wing in a big class, and maybe not in that order. Maybe it's big and wing, but these things feel kind of cyclical a little bit, and and you're going to kind of see, I think, maybe that play out in 23. Yeah, and, uh, you know, some in-state guys that they've shown interest in, don't know if they're they're putting their foot to the gas, though, right? Like Asa Thomas seemed like he was a priority earlier on is he going to continue to be a priority you know he's got a lot of great options um that he, he doesn't need to wait on illinois if illinois is unsure uh cam christie they just offered you know skinny uh, out of rolling meadows just like his brother max who's uh debating whether to come back for a sophomore year at michigan state but a very skilled player and ty pence hasn't seemed like they they've put the the foot down there but uh, the wing out of st joe ogden who can obviously shoot so they got options they're going to continue to look at options but you feel like they're they're in a good place, right? Like Luke Goody's going to be here a while, I'd imagine. We'll see how uh, much R.J. Melendez grows for the next year. But yeah, now you're talking about Joey, like already stacking these guys behind guys as the development, <laughs> right? And like, okay, whenever Melendez and Goody leave, you'll have this 2023 wing, or whenever the transfer and Dane Danger uh, decide to move on or are done, here is here's a uh, you know a Xavier Booker, Jazz Gardner in the wings. That's a sign of a good program. <laughs> that's a that's a sign of a really good program when you're able to start talking about those things. And also shows that, you know, Brad Underwood still believes in this prep building, right? Like he's gonna go add transfers and he's gonna have to because there's gonna be attrition, but he still wants to build this from the ground up with prep prospects. Yeah. It, you have to, right? And you have to take you know, take it for what it is. And it's, are you gonna always have those guys for three or four years? No, we've seen that. No, you're not going to. But you can't just abandon it. And so I think you're seeing across the country coaches find the balance between getting that foundation, getting your Coleman Hawkinses, your RJ Melendezes, your Luke Goodies, who are going to be around a little bit, and then supplementing those pieces to take you to that next level via the transfer portal. And and remember, Jeremy, a lot of these transfer portal targets, there's connections from those prep recruiting days. Like that ma- and that's not just Illinois, that's everywhere. Like that matters quite a bit so I it's just be interesting to see how this all goes I, I tell people this and I, I know it sounds like we've repeated this a hundred times they're gonna be all right like the, <laughs> I, I, the, the boards are gonna change like those things change for every program all the time Brad and his staff have proven that they're bringing in talent like it's I get it uh, you know you get a you know you follow to recruit for a little bit you get excited and then maybe something changes on on one end or the other it's all you just look at these last couple classes they they land okay yeah and i think that's that's a condition of the weber and gross years right and i'm not trying to i'm trying to pick on those guys but it was kind of like if you don't land this guy all of a sudden you're going to option c or d when uh, to give those guys credit they didn't have the transfer portal to go to right yeah he's some grad transfers like sam maniscalco and sam mccorn you could turn to for for some stop gaps but you couldn't go to the transfer portal and and you know land the quality or the quantity of players that that you can land now and, and Brad Underwood has that but Brad hasn't gone wholesale with that he, he still wants to to build this and the one thing about his staff is they have reach they have far better reach and, and obviously far better closing skills and a product to sell um, so that's the credit to Brad Underwood and now his revamped staff is they're able to do all those things. If they don't have to go all in on the in-state kids, right? I mean, Brandon Lieb, 
right now is the only in-state scholarship guy. I don't count Ty Rogers because he's from Michigan. So like they have been able to thrive despite that, but they can still land an Iowa DeSumo. They can still land uh, a Merez Johnson or an Adam Miller, right? Like they can still land the guys that they want. So uh, that's a kudos to them. And I agree with you, Joey, like through all of these roller coasters of is Kofi coming back? Is this person coming back? I keep coming back to this staff is so resourceful. And it's proven themselves, uh, especially Brad Underwood being here as long as he has. And now this staff, we're starting to see how they recruit. They've proven themselves that they have answers and that they're going to be all right. Like this is going to remain a really good program because they keep stacking talent and keep finding talent. And even if they miss on a guy or it doesn't work out or they back off a guy, they have a plan. There's somebody else they can go get. Yeah, I think it's important. You know, the, the staff gets a lot of credit. They should get a lot of credit. But Brad's done a pretty good job of, of knowing his role in these recruitments and when to gas and, and you know, how to – that home visit with Sky Clark was a big deal. And, and Brad Underwood showing up in his living room was a big deal. Like that, I, I think – and I know that's – I mean, that's not exclusive to Brad on the recruiting trail. Head coaches have to be involved or you're, you're going to be playing from behind a little bit. But I think we've seen him really know when to, to take control and, and jump into these things, and that's – that's important. And well, maybe that name, was an issue at times early. Right? Been, sure. Yeah. yeah. And I think the name of the game is you pointed to just stack talent, just, just stack talent. And you know, you, you trust your coaches are good at developing. You can come up with the game plan. You know, you, you don't, you don't get to this level without having some coaching acumen, right? Like it, you can figure out what to do with good talent and, just keep getting it, man. It's why Michigan is is Michigan, and I don't think if I'm a if I were a Michigan fan, I'd never be worried because you know you're going to stack talent. Now, there's going to be some bumps in the road with that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it happens, and you know, college basketball, and especially the postseason, is a random experience. It's just, it just is, but you always err on the side of we just have more dudes than you, and that's what you want to build, and that's what Illinois is building. And the other part of you that I'm starting to notice here, Joey, is like it's not just stack this like talent it's not just like whatever talent you can find because to be honest with me that was a lot of what brad underwood had to try and do early on is just hey is somebody talented want to join wants to join us we got to get him on board like kofi isn't the ideal for what he wants but he you know changed his system changed the way they played around this generational talent at illinois and have gotten the most out of him so far but now you're starting to see look they got some intriguing fours for the long term, Coleman Hawkins and Ty Rogers, right? Like that has been an issue, a uh, position of issue for a long time for Illinois. <laughs> you feel pretty good about those guys. And then Merez Johnson behind him, right? League guards, they got them in spades right now. Even though you're going through a huge transition of them, you have a lot of promising talent. And then you're starting to get longer, more skilled on the perimeter. You'd love to add another one, right? But like you get RJ Melendez and Luke Goody and then Ty Rogers on the wing. Um, you need to stack some more post talent. I think that's clear. But Dane Danger is an intriguing player. If you could Kofi for another year, you'd think you're lucky stars. But all these Coleman pieces. Hawkins. Yeah, yeah, Coleman Hawkins. But like all of these pieces are starting to fit together too into a, a style of play that brad underwood clearly wants to play which is longer more athletic more shooters um which is what they need because it's it's shown up showed up a lot in the ncaa tournament this past year but you need to get longer more athletic uh and more versatile and uh they're starting to do that shot creator you know creators people who can get to the rim like you look around the ncaa tournament and there's a lot of similar thumbprints on each team in terms of what they have and how they 
score the ball. So, yeah, that's a really good point. I think we talked about it maybe in the last podcast we did where it's not just – it is stacking talent, and you have to do that. But you do have to be cognizant of how that talent fits together. You're going to be – those growing pains might extend a little further into late January, early February than you hoped if those pieces don't mesh um, like you hope they would. So, yeah, I mean, you know, I th- man, I, we need to sit down with Brad because there's so many questions every time we talk about this. Is just I'm interested in his philosophy in that and a get the good dudes, get dudes who can play basketball, make sure they they fit stylistically with some of those other dudes that you have and you're not being redundant a, a little bit here. And I think I think we've seen them do that. And obviously, like I said, wing class, guard class, like you, you're seeing this all kind of blend together a little bit. And I think you got to have a certain personality to play for Brad Underwood, right? I, I think you have to have a certain coachability to play for Brad Underwood. And I think guys are starting to see that could pay off um, with Io, Kofi, some of these guys. Like I'd even throw an Alan Griffin into that, you know, like a guy who comes in here as an underrated recruit, develops into a really good player by his sophomore year and, you know, takes a, a little bit of a star leap uh, with Syracuse. I know there were some issues and he, he didn't get drafted, but uh, I thought that was really good development uh, of an Alan Griffin, even though it wasn't, you know, linear all the time. So I, I think that's another credit to him. All right, Andres Felice. Yeah, Andres Felice, fantastic fit. So overlooked. Can we just really quick? That dude is so overlooked. And when you look at what Illinois basketball has turned into compared to where it was four years ago, Andres Felice is just – and I get it. I, he was two years. You know, he didn't make that NBA jump. He's playing professionally overseas. But, dude, he was so important to what they still are right now. I think I told you in Pittsburgh if they had Andres Felice, I think they might have still been playing after that weekend. Like they needed that kind of guy, uh, and they certainly lacked him. And uh, that's that's what they've been trying to address in in this 2022 class is getting three guys uh, who can maybe play that way. Uh, well, Joey, this is a, another huge addition for Illinois basketball. Uh, no transfer updates in this podcast, but it's going to be fascinating, right? I, I know everyone's on pins and needles. We're going to know a Kofi decision within six days of whether he's coming back to college or not. Uh, and then we'll see, like, you know, does he decide to go pro? Is he back with Illinois? Like, all those things we'll know. But, um, you know, that's a huge decision. And then we'll find out who they add on the wing, if they have to add somebody to replace Kofi or help replace Kofi in a rotation. So there's a lot there to play out. But uh, pretty quiet on the transfer front. But uh, we've got a couple of busy weeks ahead of us again. Yeah, it also seems like this staff is very happy operating quite quietly, right? Like they, they just they go about what they do. They they don't they just they're you know pretty linearly focused on what they're doing. And I, I'm fascinated what happens next by next Sunday with Kofi because there's so so many dominoes, Jeremy, that can go one way or the other. I, I, I well, just, and in this new era of NIL right where there's a how much am i making illinois and the illini guardians like how how much am i making here and what is kofi's number right is it is it what the nba two-way contract is like if he's got five hundred thousand dollars guaranteed at illinois is that enough for him to come back to college or would he at that point just be like no i'm betting on myself i'm done with the student life i don't want to go to school i don't want to do any of that i just want to go play professional basketball and make money 
Uh, is it seven figures to come out? I don't know. Uh, I don't know those things, but uh, we'll find out within six days at least. And I think that's huge for Brad Underwood to know that this isn't going to stretch into July or August like it has the last couple off seasons due to COVID. He's going to know by April 24th whether Kofi Coburn is coming back because he can't go back. Um, can't come back if he declares for the draft a third time. That's a rule. So uh, he'll be able to then decide if Kofi's back, okay, we can go get this extra wing, right? Or if Kofi doesn't come back, Let's go try and get Ben Vanderplas, or let's try and go get Manny Bates or whoever it is, however they want to add to that post-rotation of Danger, Hawkins, and, and likely, I would guess, Bossman's, Verdonk, and Rodgers. Yeah, I, and I think I'd love to talk with Kofi about it. I think there's so much more layered. Just, just achieving a dream of doing something professionally, like where does that play? And there's so many interesting pieces to his decision um, and I know NIL is a big deal and I think we'd all be foolish to look at this and say it's not but I, I'm just I'm so curious how much more of just not even the whole being I mean just be a professional player whether that's in the NBA or if there's a two-way contract and the door to, door to the NBA is there there's just yeah, I'm, I'm, it's obviously on the court Jeremy it's the biggest thing moving forward for the next six days and the fallout one way or the other beyond that but it's just it's just to learn a little bit more about Kofi. I think we know him pretty well. I, I think that's also really interesting to me. So we'll we'll see. I know for, for fans, it's going to be a long six days if it, if it goes into this uh, Sunday. But it's a great thing to have this kind of, you know, anticipation and anxiety because three years ago, two years ago, you wouldn't even have the chance to bring a Kofi Coburn back for a fourth year. So it's a great, great, like anxious issue to have at this point. All right. For Joey Wagner, I'm Jeremy Warner. Thanks for listening to the Alana Inquirer podcast. As always, give us a follow, a rating review, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, check us out on our YouTube page as well. We post all our uh, podcasts up there on the video side of things as well. And we're going to add some more to the YouTube page here coming up. And don't forget, you can sign up for a VIP membership to Alana Inquirer for just $1 as well. Everybody will be back talking about whatever Illinois basketball news comes up. Spring ball continues to go on. we got the spring game later this week. But until next time, everybody take care of each other. Have a great day. And we'll chat to you next time on the Illini Inquirer podcast.